0: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Joshua chapter 24, and I think the title is just a beautiful ending. Now, we're not ending anything, really, because we're getting into the next phase after this, but man, what a beautiful, just arc of what God has done, and I can't wait to get into this as we end this together and watch how the book of Joshua ends. But before we do that, as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave us a comment as you are engaging with this. Also, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you are still my favorites, <laughs> and I love you so much, and I cannot wait to see uh, what God's Word does to us as we continue to build the YouTube channel and the podcast, and the one place we can all connect together is on the Facebook group. If you want to go to the Bible Breakdown discussion on, on the Facebook the Facebook group, we can dive into this more. And there's some amazing people doing some wonderful devotions, and I look forward to reading them every day, and I would love for you to see those as well, okay? All right, you want to get your Bibles out with me to Joshua chapter 24 out of the New Living Translation. Get your cup of coffee ready to go. We are going to dive into this, and this is just the end of a great journey. you got to think about this. Think about Joshua. Born a slave, watched the plagues of Egypt, looked at the Red Sea as it crossed. Then he wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, crosses over the Jordan, oversees the conquest of Canaan. All of these great things. And then yesterday we got to see his, you know, his final curtain call. He's saying goodbye and it's almost over. Joshua has done amazing things. He's now 110 years old. The land of Canaan is firmly in the nation of Israel's grasp. And it's time for him, as he said yesterday, to go all the ways, go in the same way as all the world. In other words, he's about to be in the dead. (laughs) But he still wants to finish out well. And I I love this this statement he's going to make in just a moment. He's going to say, I don't know about you, but for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. And I love this idea because as people, God made us to be in community. You know, even for introverts, even introverts need at least one person, right? And if you ever watched the old TV show, everybody needs a place where everybody knows your name, and they're always glad you came. We want to see that people are all really the same. We want to go where everybody knows your name. If you know what that is, I want you to put it down in the comments below. The name of the TV show that had that as the theme song. But we all need that, right? But there's a moment when someone has to step out and lead that community, a moment when someone says, this is the way we're going to go. And sometimes we get in trouble when the wrong type of people take charge. And that's why it's important to have people like Joshua, who is saying, I don't know which way you guys are going to go. I'm going to follow the Lord. And that's what he's going to say as we get ready to read this. And we're going to see what God's word will say to us as we finish up this amazing book called the book of Joshua. So let's dive in. Joshua chapter 24, verse 1 says this. Then Joshua summoned all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, including their elders, leaders, judges, and officers. So they came and presented themselves to God. Joshua said to the people, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Long ago, your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor lived beyond the Euphrates river and they worshiped other gods. But I took your ancestor Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him into the land of Canaan. I gave him many descendants through his son Isaac. To Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. To Esau I gave the mountains of Seir, while Jacob and his children went down into Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron and brought terrible plagues on Egypt. And afterward I brought you out as a free people. But... Your ancestors arrived at the Red Sea, and the Egyptians chased after you with chariots and charioteers. When your ancestors cried out to the Lord, I put darkness between you and the Egyptians. I brought the sea crashing down on the Egyptians, drowning them. With your very own eyes, you saw what I did, and then you lived in the wilderness for many years. Finally, I brought you out of the land of the Amorites on the east side of the Jordan, they fought against you, but I destroyed them before you. I gave you victory over them, and you took possession of their land. Then Balak, son of Zippor, the king of Moab, started a war against Israel. He summoned Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you, but I would not listen to him. Instead, I made Balaam bless you, and so I rescued you from Balak. When you crossed over the Jordan River and came to Jericho, the men of Jericho fought against you, as did the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. But I gave you victory over them. I sent terror ahead of you to drive out the two kings of the Amorites. It was not your sword or your bows that brought your victory. I gave you the land that you had not even worked for, and I gave you towns you did not build, the towns that you were living in now. I gave you the vineyards and the olive trees for food, and though you did not plant them. So, The fear of the Lord. Uh, So, fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshiped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today who you're going to serve. Would you prefer the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates, or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whom you live now? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. So Joshua is saying, you're going to have to make a choice. You're here, but you don't have to stay here. God doesn't have to keep you in this blessed place. You can choose to do whatever you want to do. But as for me and my family, we are going to serve the Lord. All right. He says this, the people replied, we would never abandon the Lord and serve other gods. For the Lord, our God, is the one who rescued us out of the ans- uh, and our ancestors from slavery in Egypt. He performed mighty miracles before our very eyes. As we traveled through the wilderness among our enemies, he preserved us. It was the Lord who drove out the Amorites and the other nations living here in the land. So we, too, will serve the Lord, for he alone is our God. So Joshua's like, I don't care what you jokers do. My family, we're going to serve the Lord. And they go, ugh how could you? Of course we will serve the Lord. (laughs) Watch what Josh says. He says in 19, then Joshua warned the people, you are not able to serve the Lord for he is holy and a jealous God. Now jealous doesn't mean like he's like, like a weird, you know, teenage, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend who just can't handle. No, no, no. He's saying God will not, God will not handle sharing you with someone else. God is saying, I'm either God or I'm not God at all for you. So that's, that's what he means. By jealous God, he means God will not share uh, his glory with anyone else. So let me read that again. For you are not able to serve the Lord, for he is holy, and he will not share you with anyone else. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. In other words, you keep on rebelling, he's not going to let you get away with it. If you abandon the Lord and serve other gods, he will turn against you and destroy you, even though he has been so good to you. But the people answered Joshua, no, we will serve the Lord. So Joshua kind of throws his hands up. Verse 22, you are witnesses of your own decision. You have chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, they replied. We are witnesses to what we have said. All right, then, Joshua said, destroy the idols among you and turn your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God. We will obey him alone now pause now joshua knows and we know because we've read the book of judges that it was really hard for the nation of israel to not be stubborn and go do all these other things but joshua holds them to account on this he's he's saying you're not going to serve the lord you want to share you want you want to serve god and serve all these others and god's not going to play it like that and they're like no we will not yeah you are no we will not then he says okay then how about them idols that you still have? Destroy them. And notice what they say. They don't say, yes, yes, we will. They say, we will serve the Lord. (laughs) We will serve the Lord our God. And so they're they're already struggling, right? But they're going to try. They're going to try. Verse 25. So Joshua made a covenant with the people at at that day at Shechem, committing them to follow the decrees and the regulations of the Lord. Joshua recorded these things in the book of God's instruction as a reminder of their agreement, he took a huge stone and rolled it beneath the terebinth tree beside the tabernacle of the Lord. Joshua said to all the people, this stone has heard everything that the Lord said to us. It will be a witness to testify against you if you go back on your word to God. Joshua sent all the people away to their homelands. So, Last thing is, that is not saying that the, that the rock could literally hear what they were saying. He was just saying, this rock has been here doing this whole thing, so this rock might as well serve as a witness. Now, I don't want you to think that I'm being negative against the nation of Israel any more than I would be negative at any of us who has told the Lord from time to time, God, I'm never going to sin again. I'm never going to do the bad thing again. And God, I wonder, sometimes is going, okay, <laughs> if That's true then cancel your internet subscription. <laughs> then tell that person you never want to talk to him again. You know, that kind of thing. Like, 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 let's take a next step if you're going to do it, right? But what I love is that even when we mess up, God doesn't give up on us. He keeps working with us. And watch this. Let's finish this together. Verse 29. After this, Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. They buried him in the land he had been allocated at Timnath Sarah. In the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gehash. the people of Israel served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua, and of the elders who outlived him. Those who had personally experienced all that the Lord had done for Israel, the bones of Joseph, which the Israelites had brought along after they had left Egypt, they buried at Shechem, in the plot of land that Jacob had bought with his son from his sons, uh, from these sons of Hamor, for a hundred pieces of silver. This is the land. That was located in the territory allotted to the descendants of Joseph. Eleazar, the son of Aaron, also died. And he was buried in the hill country of Ephraim in the town of Gabeah, which had been given to his son Phinehas. So what an amazing way to end this amazing situation that they have been in for 30 years, taking the land. And then at the very end, Joshua is still after him. Hey man, give your heart wholly to God because he's not finished with you yet. I wonder as we finish this up together, what maybe you would take away, not just from this chapter, but from the whole book of Joshua. Notice how we had said before that that God had promised Joshua that he was going to give him this good land. It was a promise, but it wasn't like a get out of jail free card, a monopoly. We just lay it down and God does the rest. But the promises of God, the best way to see them would be God's open doors and God's strength to make it happen. Now, it's God that does the impossible, but he has chosen to partner with us doing the possible. And so I want to ask you this question. What is it right now that stands in your way? What has God promised you? What has God put in front of you? Can I tell you, God has got an amazing plan and purpose for your life, but you don't need to confuse that with thinking that you're just going to sit there and God's going to do it all. But rather, the promises of God are God's open doors and God's strength for you to take the next step which brings me to joshua 24. even at the very end joshua is saying always be willing to take a next step to get closer and closer and closer to the lord because the closer we get to him the more life we experience the more healing we get to experience and so i don't know what that is for you but i want to encourage you as we finish this don't ever stop taking next steps with him because the more we dig the more we find and the more we find him the the more freedom we live in every day. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for giving us the wonderful privilege of walking through Joshua. Lord, this is an amazing story about your faithfulness and how you have chosen to partner with us all along the way. God, as we enter into our day today, maybe some of us are right in the middle of some battles. I pray you'll help us to realize that just like you never left the nation of Israel, you're never gonna leave us and you're gonna be with us all the way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. My prayer for you is that when you get to the end of your life one day, you will say as Joshua did, and Joshua 21:45, not a single one of all the good promises that the Lord had given was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. I love you. I'm excited for tomorrow because tomorrow is gonna to begin a new book and we're gonna dig and we're gonna find, but until then, let's take a few moments and let's process through what God has shared with us over the book of Joshua, and I will see you tomorrow for Romans chapter 1.